Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 11. In this week's episode, our question of the day is how to deal with the pitfalls of having remote workers. But before we do a deep dive on that question, let's take a quick look at what's happening around the nation. Now that COVID-19 vaccines are on the horizon, there are countless questions among employers about what to do next. Can you require employees to get a vaccine? What happens if someone says they can't for health or religious reasons? Is it considered a medical examination under the American with Disabilities Act? What type of accommodation might you be required to provide? Well, there are a number of agencies, regulations, and government authorities making up a patchwork of guidelines. The first definitive word has finally been issued by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in regards to discrimination guidance. Check out the link in the show notes for a great recap from SafeHearth Employment Law Team. By way of reminder, it's never a good idea to enter into a no-poach agreement with other businesses, either in or outside your industry. A written, verbal, or understood agreement or promise not to recruit from another business may actually be an antitrust violation and subject to criminal and civil liability. The same can hold true for disclosing salaries, retention, benefits, or other terms of employment. In fact, a Texas company was recently indicted by a federal grand jury. Make sure that you take a look at the link in the show notes for a recap of this issue, and don't hesitate to run any similar situation by your attorney before you go forward. Now, on to the question of the day. Did you know there are 10 hidden pitfalls of remote working, and they can drastically impact you and your business? If you're anything like me, you had no idea remote working would last so long or become such a mainstay part of business life. And sure, we've done a mighty fine job of adapting, but as the new reality drags on and people morph from just working at their home to working from a friend's vacation home or an Airbnb or their parents' home in a different state or a host of other configurations, the challenges multiply as well. And the questions for employers get more and more significant. Now, of course, you've probably already been thinking about communication and how to keep everyone engaged and productive while they're remote. But today, I'm gonna give you the first of 10 areas I bet you haven't thought about. By the way, it's a good sized list, so we'll cover the second half in next week's episode. 
When we think of remote working, we generally think of the employee working from their home or home office. But with the frequent stay-at-home orders, people have begun to design their quarantine environment to reflect how they would like to get through this period. That means some are forming social bubbles and quarantine pods, meaning getting a few people together and agreeing to quarantine together. As a result, vacation home rentals are becoming a really popular option. On the other hand, some people are electing to go home and work from their parents' house, or they just want to go to a different area where the perceived risk of infection may be lower. Or maybe they just want to be more comfy or away from roommates or whatever. What does all this moving around mean to you? Well, for one thing, now you have employees working in different states, and that opens up a whole new can of worms for you as a business. With employees in different states, you may have accidentally become a multi-state employer, and that can trigger a host of issues. First up, wage and hour. Now, different states may have different overtime rules and minimum wage levels, and this isn't limited to overtime eligible employees. States can also set minimum wages for exempt level employees. Also, when overtime kicks in, is usually determined by state laws as well. So, for instance, in New York, Overtime doesn't happen until the employee has worked more than 40 hours in a week. But in California, they would be eligible for overtime at 40 hours in a week, and they would also be eligible after working eight hours in a day. And you would also have to keep an eye on the rules around meal and rest periods. Next, pay requirements. While we're talking about pay, some states have specific requirements around information that's required on a pay stub. For instance, New Mexico and Texas, among others, require a written printed pay stub, while states such as Florida don't require a pay stub at all. California requires all pay rates must be shown on the pay stub. And in New York, all pay stubs have to show the amount of sick leave that's been accrued by the employee. On to sick leave and other time off. Sick leave is another issue that is state specific. During the last few years, states have been on a tear in establishing paid sick leave programs. Arizona, Washington, D.C., Maine, New Jersey, and Nevada are just some of the states with their own paid sick leave laws, and they're all different. Aside from that, some states even have different laws for different cities or counties. New York, California, and Illinois fall into that category. Santa Monica's leave requirement is different from San Francisco's, which is different from Oakland's, which is different from San Diego's, and on and on. And it's not just sick leave. Other types of leave may be regulated by the state as well. California offers up to four months of pregnancy disability leave. Well, that's very different from Texas, which doesn't. And don't forget training. Again, many states have different anti-harassment training regulations, and so depending on how long your remote worker is working from a given state, that may well trigger that state's training requirement, meaning you'll have to provide training that meets the regulations and has compliant content for that particular state. One of the sneakiest pitfalls of having your employee work from another state is that that state might come knocking at your door with a notification that you're now doing business in that state and owe business taxes. I know this is a soul crushing part, the possibility of a multi-state tax burden. And believe me, it can happen so easily. An employee becomes disabled and applies for disability in the quote unquote new state. 
or you have to let them go or furlough them and they apply for unemployment in that state. The employment related and business related state agencies share information precisely for this reason. So it can and does happen all the time. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, first of all, make sure your handbook clearly states that employees must immediately make the company aware of any change in working location, because if you don't know where they are, you can't assess the possible risk. You may even want to go as far as prohibiting work from certain locations without obtaining prior approval. Next, once you know where everyone is, carefully review the laws and requirements of those other locations. You may need the help of an HR professional or attorney for this particular piece because you don't want to miss anything at all. And finally, adapt your processes to comply with the various regulations. Now, next week, we'll have a chat about security, insurance, and other lurking pitfalls of remote work. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place. <laughs>